0: Everybody, welcome to Learning the Tropes. I'm Aaron. I'm Clayton. I'm the romance novel veteran.
1: And I'm the Virgin.
0: We're coming at you with our third Bridgerton episode. We are recapping episodes five and six The Duke and I. Uh, and number six, Swish. 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 It's called Swish. Wow. Because um, they make
1: Marina swish. Is yeah. that why? I guess. It was such a small <laughs> moment in the.
0: <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Maybe there's some sort of slang meaning that we just don't know because we're elderly. Well,
1: I completely, I mean, that makes a lot of sense because I don't know. I don't know any of the slang.
0: (laughs) Um, So let's start with the Duke and I. So this is another big episode. So this is the episode, uh, the fallout from the duel, the fallout from them getting engaged. And um, so this is Daphne and Simon's wedding. Yes. There's a hiccup. Yeah, I mean, I feel like we every episode we talk about how we don't like the queen. I don't want it to be like we like the actress who plays the queen is fine. Perfect I, I have, have no issue guessed. with her. Yes, but the I, the queen used as a plot device, I think, is the thing that we continuously have issues with, and uh, we did in this too because
1: we met the king.
0: We met the king. He has dementia, and it's just odd because. The, thi- like, the thing I think that annoys me, and okay. also the reason why I think that there isn't normally royalty in romance, is that having the queen be this obsessed with Daphne Bridgerton makes the queen seem small and petty and insignificant. Mm-hmm. So they are constantly shooting her like, oh, wow, isn't she like amazing and big and powerful and shouldn't you be in awe of her? But I'm like, this petty bitch, I'm not in awe of her. Like She's not doing anything important. She's only cared- caring about like these small machinations within the town, which is like, I get it. Stakes exist wherever you put stakes, but it it doesn't. It just seems to be like, why do you care?
1: Yeah. Well, it's like, I mean, not to, you know, talk about another Netflix show, but it's like Hope in Virgin River. (laughs) This queen is like Hope, as in she's not doing a lot of queenly stuff. She's Mm -hmm. just neb nosing in everybody's business.
0: Right. But not in a, like, I feel like with Hope, it's like a fun way. Yes. And you almost also just forget that she's also supposed to be mayor (laughs) of this town. But with the queen, it's like, you never forget that she's supposed to be queen. True. That's true. She 100% always carries herself as a queen. But she's just, like, still weirdly, I don't know. It's, It's an odd thing. To say they want a special license because Daphne is concerned that Cressida... Um, is going to tell everybody that she saw her and Simon in the garden and Daphne will be ruined and all these things. Yeah. So they try to procure a special license, but Ope oh, the Queen stops it.
1: Because so they, the prince is her, what, nephew? Nephew. Mm-hmm. And she's salty because Daphne did not marry him.
0: Right. So I must say, I did like that scene. I thought the scene of Simon... Pleading his case, so basically telling the queen how he fell in love with Daphne, really telling Daphne how he fell in love with her was a really special, really beautiful moment. I really loved that speech, and I thought I really thought that scene was like romantic and sweet.
1: I love the speech. I'm still not sold on their relationship. I yeah. didn't, the, all the things he said, I did not see.
0: Mm-hmm. I've
1: had a v- I've had a very hard time with Daphne as a character and the way that. Her reaction to everything is the same facial feature, like the same facial expression, (laughs) and the there's just it doesn't seem like this love that he's describing actually happened. We I I don't feel like we witnessed it. Yeah. So that's difficult for me because this is the central romance, and the central romance uh, at that point wasn't doing it for me it's like the little small side things that have become more interesting Mm -hmm. at least at that point when he makes that speech i do think once the honeymoon happens things pop off and now it's interesting and i think they did what do we want to talk talk about the honeymoon yeah yeah
0: let's we'll talk about simon and daphne and then we have to talk about bridgerton i mean we have to talk about benedict
1: Benedict, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he sees, yeah. Uh, yeah, so so they have their honeymoon. We have the the talk with Lady Bridgerton, Violet, not telling Daphne how things work.
0: Talking about fields and springs uh, and yeah, flowers.
1: And, yeah, and Violet,
0: get yourself together. Just let's <laughs> let's
1: specifics. Let's be more specific here. Yeah. And because Daphne Daphne thinks that Simon cannot have kids. Mm-hmm. And she is curious as to whether they can still do their... She can still do her wifely duties and they can still have sex if he can't have kids. And she doesn't get a straight answer from Violet, which dropping the ball in the book and in the show. So that's consistent. But then... They go to the inn. They're going to spend the night apart, it seems. They're in separate rooms. They're both pacing very dramatically and (laughs) like they're on a stage in front of an audience, which is fine because they are. They're on a TV show. But then Daphne is done pacing around. She opens the door and guess who's there? It's Simon.
0: Loved that moment. He
1: had the same thought she did. Perfect. I knew it was going to happen, but I wanted it to happen and it did. Then they have sex. The first thing they talk about is her masturbation. They he, she, he takes her hand and puts it on her private parts and is like, <laughs> I'm going to make it as clinical as possible. <laughs> it's definitely sexier than how I'm describing it.
0: I know. The this, this scene itself is very sexy. It's very
1: sexy. And I do think that they did a good job because I was, it's been pretty chased up until now. I think they did a really good job of making it sensual and sexy without being exploitative exploitative but here's my question to you while we're talking about this because they're making i guess i've i'm hearing through you that twitter's making a big deal about how this sex scene is shot from the female gaze as opposed to the male gaze is that what you're saying okay because is and i'm not trying to make a joke out of this is the female gaze just butts (laughs) Is that like the interpretation of what? Because to me, I don't feel like that's the actual female gaze is seeing like a close up of a guy's ass.
0: It's not not the female gaze. I but mean, it's, it's
1: a component of it, definitely. Cause.
0: Well, yeah. Because, well, I think the thing is, is like normally these sex scenes or if you wanted to show sex or titillation, you would just show a naked woman. Mm-hmm. And that like has been done. And that's like from the male gaze. And so then the idea of showing also like nu- men nudity is the female gaze, I guess. Okay, So I guess so in that we see more of, simon's body than we see of daphne's i think mm-hmm. i mean she's also naked too
1: yeah but it's it's definitely not gratuitous less, Gratuitous, like they're not showing her breasts a lot unless mm-hmm. it's specifically a angle that they're at and they're in mid coitus mm-hmm. like it's not when they show him taking her clothes off we don't see her fully nude Standing there, which is what a lot of films and TV would do. So, but we don't also see him completely nude. We see him completely nude from behind, but we don't see, you know, he doesn't, we don't see brain or, you know, he's not hanging bacon or anything like that. (laughs) So, which I was expecting, but we didn't get.
0: No, I did honestly, I still, this is still Shonda. I don't know that we're going to see like full on naked dicks.
1: Because most of her stuff, though, has been.
0: It's very sexy, but it's, I mean, well, she's always been on like cable.
1: Yeah, yeah. She, well, she's all, or, or, or regular television. Oh, yeah, or, like ABC, whatever yeah, that's called. Yeah, yeah. So that, I think, is, you know, there's a little bit more network. freedom there, yeah. network TV, but there's a little bit more freedom with this. But I also think they did a good job. It was sexy and they showed just enough.
0: We're, yeah, I don't want this to be interpreted as us wanting to see dicks. We don't necessarily.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I want to see dicks. <laughs> I but mean, I, I don't think, mind seeing dicks, but, but yeah, I, I think that,
1: I'm think that's. i not saying they're letting me down. No. I'm not being let down by, by not seeing dick.
0: I think, yeah, I think it was, yeah, the sex scene was super hot. I loved that scene, the wedding. I do feel like you felt um, Daphne's tension going up into the act and how frustrated she was and how hard it is to be just, like, kept in the dark about something that you should not be kept in the dark about. Mm-hmm. And so she was really frustrated, and I did, like... I mean, I liked the scene. I mean, when she opens the door and Simon's there, like, truly, that was fantastic. That's and then when he's sort of like, I burn for you, but I feel like I've trapped you, and she feels like she's trapped him, and I thought that was a great scene. I really loved it. I, w- I loved the way that their um, story was handled in this episode. Um,
1: Did you ever feel that he burned for her, though? Like, was that ever conveyed actually in
0: the yeah. performance? I feel like he is a strong performer, and I believe, whatever he's selling me. Okay. I think, you know, and I don't like to deride anybody, but I don't know that I was feeling it the other direction necessarily. Okay. He
1: he he's not getting a lot to work with. Yeah. I feel like.
0: Right. In
1: the sense of a scene partner. Yes. <laughs> interpret that however you will.
0: <laughs> I know, I interpret- <laughs> exactly
1: how I intend it.
0: But I think it's yeah, I I don't I yeah, it just but like you, I do think once they're married and after that scene, they do feel... Once they're allowed to, like, touch and everything, I feel like I believe it a lot more and they seem a lot closer. Mm-hmm. And she seems to have more, like, energy. Yes. Which I like. Um So what else happened in episode five? So then we also have Benedict... We yeah. get more Benedict, which, like, listen, I'm loving any little glimpse of Benedict. I'm really having a good time with it. He was not a favorite character of mine in the books. No,
1: I don't think I was a Benedict guy either. Yeah. So he goes to another party with... Who's the gentleman? Do we know his name?
0: Can John, I think. He's the he's a painting instructor. He's a painter.
1: He's a painter. And he shows up at this party, which turns out to be pretty much an, kind of an orgy or a sex party. Yeah. Not an orgy, but like a sex party. There's a... Definite distinction between the two of those, I think, right? Because <laughs> the sex parties, people were separately having sex and sometimes joining with each other. But then an orgy is just like everybody having sex at once, I think. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: So it's definitely like I a think there fun, could be an
0: orgy at a sex party. There
1: could be, yeah. yeah. There could be an orgy room at a sex party. Mm-hmm. So they he shows up and this is fun freewheeling stuff. We get to see Benedict, you know, go a little crazy- uh, a woman comes up to him and says, you're a Bridgerton. Well,
0: you know who she is? Who? The Modiste. She's the woman who makes the dresses for everybody. Oh, the
1: the faux French woman. Yeah. Wow, oh, there we go. Oh, okay. So that was her. Mm-hmm. They start going hot and heavy. They're looking for a place to, to get it on, open a door, and there's the painting instructor with another dude, mm-hmm. fully naked, both of them. <laughs> And Benedict is surprised. They make kind of eye contact, and then he walks away. And then he has a threesome with the, the the fake French woman, and who we figure out later is the painting instructor's wife. Yeah. Which is cool. So we see the beginnings of that. They are mm-hmm. just going, going to town on a couch. <laughs> but we do see that spark of interest or titillation when Benedict sees a man with another man. Yeah. So they're laying the tracks. You think so? You don't think so?
0: Um.
1: You're dubious see, now. See, I
0: feel like now after that scene, now I'm like, maybe not?
1: Maybe he's just going to keep a secret for the other guy?
0: Yeah, because I feel like, I don't know if... And listen, I could be wrong, and I feel like... And then we watch a new episode, and I'm like, actually, all my feelings are different. Yeah. But... After watching that, I feel like had they been laying the tracks, maybe they would have had him be a a little bit more upset or surprised. I feel like I didn't get enough of a reaction off of Benedict out of that to then be like, oh, this was a big moment for for Benedict. It did seem like he just sort of thought he was surprised, but then he was kind of like, okay, and then he went and he fucked two women.
1: But here's the thing. I think that this is not for this season.
0: There's, no, it's going to
1: happen next season if it does. Mm-hmm. And what it's doing is opening a door for an experience that he might not have thought possible.
0: Okay, listen, that's I, my thought. I'm here for the ride. Yeah. Um, but I loved the Benedict scenes, and I feel like who, like, yeah, I just feel like anytime we I see a Benedict, I really enjoy having him there. Um.
1: So then, do we want to go alphabetical? well Anthony really doesn't have much of a story right Anthony now just he's sort still, of is
0: just scowls at people well he
1: was pining for and I don't think we mentioned last episode he's still pining for his opera singer who turned oh, for him Sienna. down
0: oh I they added that that doesn't happen in the book or could happen in the book but we aren't privy to that the night before he duels he goes to Sienna and he's trying to rekindle things which I'm like yeah that makes sense if he thinks he's gonna die the next morning he like you get that big emotion so like him then going and seeing Sienna makes sense and Sienna is sort of like trying to Move on from him, yeah. So I think he's sort of realizing that he's like really lost her because mm-hmm. she's basically moved on. Um, so he's not, so he's not really doing, he doesn't much. get a story in this episode. Yeah, he's pissed at Colin for the engagement, he thinks Colin is too young. Well,
1: let's talk about that. Okay, so, so Colin, Colin
0: proposes to Marina,
1: she accepts, and Marina was trying to trap him though, and he beats her to it. Mm -hmm. because she takes him into a separate room to try and get him to uh, compromise her. And instead of compromising her, he says, will you marry me? Yeah. And she's like, this is even better than I (laughs) thought. (laughs) And so he makes the announcement to his family. Big surprise. Anthony freaks out. Violet is taken aback. Now, people in the ton don't know that she's pregnant. Very few people know that she's actually pregnant, and I don't think Colin does. Colin definitely does not know.
0: No, Colin is being kept in the dark. Well, and I think Marina is, like, manipulating him. Yes, so here's
1: here's then a question, because we were debating this. Is Marina a villain? Is she being portrayed as a villain?
0: I think so
1: now there was some villainous music when she walked down the stairs in that one scene
0: yeah well i guess we'll just talk about like episodes five and six together for this because like we are having a hard time remembering what was five and what was six yeah but basically marina i think she genuinely likes colin Mm -hmm. like she thinks he's a good person i think she's like happy to marry him um
1: well because penelope gets mad because penelope wants to be with colin and she says you're trapping him he's a good guy and marina says you want me to trap a bad guy? Like, you don't want me to trap a good person? What What do you want? You want me to be married to some abusive or, you know... Gross ne- old man. Gross old man? Like, yeah. what do you want from me?
0: Yeah. But I the, the turning point for me where I was like, okay, Marina's shitty, is Penelope has always been really kind and helpful to Marina and really cares about her. And then sort of Penelope is getting more and more fraught because like the Colin situation, she doesn't want this happening to Colin. She's not admitted to anyone, maybe not even herself, that she's in love with Colin. But um, Marina just sort of guesses it. He, she's like, this is why you're so upset because you're in love with him. But just so you know, like he'll, you're not somebody he would he would ever go for. He thinks of you as a sister, um, that this isn't for you. Someone like him isn't for you. And it's, like, really heartbreaking, but she is so cruel about it, the way that she says it, that I'm like, yeah. And then after that, I was sort of like, oh, I hate this bitch. Yeah. Because that was really cruel, and then she, I don't know, I think, like, playing up how much you like somebody like I don't know I think there was a line for her of like if you play up how much you like somebody you do have this situation you you need to get married this guy is really nice you like him a lot you think like and eh, maybe we would get married anyway so let's just do it now you don't tell about the baby like that's the one thing that's weird but
1: but how could she, she yeah she, she can't, can't really
0: tell him about the baby so I'm like I'm still like on her side she's a good person I feel like once They have like after it's announced and everything, Violet has the Featheringtons over. They have a dinner and Penelope tries to tell Colin. The thing is also like Penelope doesn't understand how babies are made. So she has a hard time conveying the information that she needs to convey because she's basically like they're in love. And she's saying like they're in love, which means they have that she's pregnant because that's sort of like how she thinks it works. And Colin is like, yeah, I. People fall in love with people before they're with a the person they marry, like that seems normal and healthy, which yeah. I'm like, yeah, Colin, like, yeah, that is true. Like,
1: a, that is actually a healthy way to think about it.
0: Yeah. And Penelope obviously can't, she, yeah, she can't convey the information she needs to convey. And then Marina comes out. And then once Marina starts being like, well, your mother doesn't like me and I need someone to like me and you're my only hope. And she started acting like that, I was like, oh, fuck this.
1: Well, devil's advocate here. She's in a really bad situation. Right. And with a lot of relationships back in the day, it was that. It was, how can I be in the best circumstances? It wasn't mm-hmm. about love. Now, we're looking at the relationships in this series as we want the people who love each other to be together, mm-hmm. right? Because we're looking at it from the romance point of view. right? Now, the people who behind the show or writing the show might have a different point of view in the sense that this is a time where you you had very little control as a woman over what your life was going to be like Mm -hmm. and marina taking control and maybe hurting a few people was a means to an end as opposed to a villainous act Right so right. there are gray areas in this show that might not be in a romance novel. Mm-hmm. I'm not I'm I'm not on Marina's side with everything she's doing. Like I definitely am thinking that there is a she's definitely playing a anti-hero in this, but my um, I'm wondering if it's if it's supposed to be straight up villainy or a person who's backed into a corner and doing whatever they can to have some sort of control over their be- destiny.
0: Right. Yeah. That is the thing that's hard with Marina because you don't know to root for her or not because it is true too. And she's like, so I'm supposed to do this to like a bad person. And then I'm married to a bad person. Like at least this person, once I have my baby, even if he does find out the truth, he won't hes a good guy. be cruel about it.
1: But so the thing is, is like then we're it not to make a team um, Marina or team Penelope team Penelope, but because Penelope like up until that point like she hadn't been very proactive. She was just really pining, right? You know, and it's it like I understand like we can root for her because we want to root for the underdog, but also she was kind of just sitting back and sniping Marina. Like, she's just snipe, kind of sniping at her a little bit until Marina's like, oh, I get it. You like Colin. So she wasn't being proactive to make the life she wants. So it's like, do we root for that?
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: You know, it's hard. It, I think it's just who who you relate to more.
0: That's true. No, it's interesting. I mean, like, I really have enjoyed having Marina as a character, and I think she's, like, added so much to the series. So I'm, like, am so happy... Yeah, and then it's like these are all like really interesting conversations. And I think it really does. Yeah, you're right with like Penelope's inactivity. But it's good. It's good to
1: have that nuance to rooting interests. If it was all so black and
0: white, that would be very boring. Yeah. Um, Eloise. Eloise. So Eloise has been put it by the queen has told her to find out who Lady Whistledown is.
1: Well, yeah, because Eloise is doing some detective work to see yeah. who it is, and the Queen finds out about this and comes up to her and says, "Hey, tell me what you know." And Eloise is so so flummoxed because she's like, "You want to know what I what mm-hmm. I know?" And Eloise is still going with it's it's somebody who is a widow. She still is banging that drum, but Eloise not not doing much, wearing a really bad wig. <laughs>
0: Yeah, all of the tiny bangs, all the tiny punk girl bangs from the 90s are rough to watch. Um, But I
1: was saying about Eloise, I can't wait till she goes goth. (laughs) Right. I mean, she's absolutely going to go
0: goth. I think, yeah, Eloise is still fantastic. I think also the thing with like having the queen be so obsessed with Lady Whistledown is like it does make me nervous for the person who is Lady Whistledown because like before it was just sort of like, oh, the ton and people thought she was, you know – she has all these secrets and she says things about people and everything. But like, I don't know. It feels like once the queen is involved, it's like, well, this feels much more serious than it did before. Yeah. Could the they queen cut her head off? I don't know. <laughs> is <laughs> Penelope going to get her head cut off? <laughs> is Penelope going to be drawn and quartered? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be so nuts. <laughs> all right. Departure from the books. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Oh, so let's okay. So now we're do we'll do episode six. We'll finish up uh, Simon and Daphne. So they're now they're in Clyden. So they're in Simon's ancestral seat. He hasn't been there forever. Everything's fucked up. They are charging rent too too much rent to the
1: rent is too damn high.
0: The rent is too damn high. Daphne's in charge of judging a pig competition. Daphne, a meat eater, ostensibly is shocked that pigs are slaughtered for meat which is like I get it and trying to show her be super out of touch and be like oh pigs are cute I don't want them to die so I'll just say none of them die like
1: which screws the town over which
0: screws the town over and it's like I get it it's like a character trait but it makes me like Daphne so like
1: yeah is that would disconnected but would Daphne make that decision Yeah
0: probably maybe okay. I don't know I mean Daphne in the book certainly wouldn't but Daphne in the series I mean she did Yeah So, um, and then the whole town hates her because basically whoever gets the winning pig is the one who gets to supply pork to the the house and to the town and it's a lot of money and stuff. And so she basically like made it so no one gets the contract or it's split between three people.
1: I think no one gets the contract.
0: Okay. Well, that's a bummer.
1: Because there's no pork to sell. There's no pig to sell. Yeah. So she screws up. She has her who's her her lady. Uh, what, Rose. What, Rose. What would she be? Just her ladies' maid. Ladies' maid. They start to bond. She's. We have who's the like. Uh, lead, Coulson? Mrs. Colson. Mrs. Colson. She doesn't like Daphne, and Daphne's doing all these things she's not supposed to do, like going out and picking lavender. Lavender with Rose. And we're getting that kind of that they're, they're kind of be butting heads a little bit. Fine, setting up some some aggression between her and her. Although Daphne doesn't have aggression; she's just clueless. She doesn't understand that she's doing things wrong or why certain things are wrong. Well,
0: we get the Taylor Swift montage of them having sex, which is fantastic. Well,
1: yeah. So they go outside and they start having sex, and "Wildest Dreams" is playing on uh, with the orchestra again. I'm trying to watch two people having sex and at the same time trying to figure out what a song is. It's hard. Just let me watch people have sex. <laughs> Please? Without me trying to... Like, it,
0: it, Without but, also being like a mind puzzle?
1: Well, the, the the problem with me too is that I have that issue where anytime a song is playing, I need to def- to, to like figure <laughs> out what the song is. Like if I'm at a restaurant or even something like that, it's just almost a tick of mine. Where I have to remember who it is and, and what the song is. So when you do that, it really is distracting. Yeah. So that was fun, though. But they're banging all over the place. He's taking care of her. He's going down on her. I mean, the sex scenes were
0: great. Yeah. We definitely saw, like, Daphne come a ton, which we love to see. The servants are listening in on the door. So I'm like, so this is a horny house. It's such a horny house. I love it. I love a horny house. It was, yeah, that was really fun. And I do feel like, yeah, like we said before, like, this is when you, I really now believe Daphne and Simon's relationship and that they really do feel connected and they want to spend time together.
1: And then we have the most dramatic pullouts that have ever been done <laughs> during sex where Simon, and we understand, I mean, you were saying this, is that you have to show it.
0: It so- has to be big because if you can't do a subtle pull, like a subtle pullout on screen just kind of reads it's coming. Exactly. It doesn't read differently. So it's like, yeah, he has to completely turn and you have to <laughs> run because oh. it's like you have to be.
1: Because <laughs> she even, has, she's like, is it painful? <laughs> Cause he like pulls out and like like and yeah. and it turns like very quickly, uh, so his penis has whiplash. Uh,
0: but it has to be that way. Like I oh yeah, it's like silly, it. but like it has to be that way. And then she goes to Rose. Yeah, and so then Daphne realizes that something's going on, and she goes to Rose to. To find out how babies are made. And finally, Rose is the only person who will, like, talk straight with her. Love Rose as a character. Yes. Listen, if Rose wants to find love during in this series, I won't hate it. No. I'll love it. Um, And then the scene. The big scene.
1: Yes. So in case nobody knows, or not nobody, but somebody listening to this doesn't know, there's a very, I guess, uh, controversial scene in the book where it's set up that Simon— does not want to have kids because he does not want to continue his father's bloodline. So this is known to—this isn't known to uh, Daphne Daphne in the book. It's known to us that that's why when he says, I cannot have kids, it's not a biological thing. It is a choice. But he doesn't tell Daphne that. So Daphne comes in to the room— in the book, Simon's drunk. In this, he is not drunk. Which
0: I, was a good Which decision. is a
1: huge, big change, which yes. is great. hmm They start having sex. He's on top. She flips him over, and she's on top. Same thing happens in the book. And then she starts having sex with him, sex with him. He's having fun. She's having—not really having fun, though, because she's doing this purposefully. Mm-hmm. He's in the book, he's really resistant when he figures out what's going on. She's hunkering down on him and he's 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 saying no.
0: And he's trying to push her off in and the book. And he's
1: trying to push her off in the book. In the show, he's into it, into it, into it and then realizes and he says, "What what what wait?" and then too late. And then she gets off him and he realizes, "Oh, she knows." She knows. And so then they argue where she says, "You lied to me," and he says, "How dare you? Cause you knew that I don't want that. I like you know, I told you. I told you we couldn't have kids. Whatever." And she's like, "No, it's like have not wanting to and not being able to are two different things." So they have that argument. So it's it's very close to the book, but it makes good changes and it makes changes that I think work. Yes, I'm gonna go out and say I think this works. Where it didn't work in the book, because it was a few changes. So they did do the scene. But I do think they did a way better job than the book did.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: What is your take?
0: I agree 100%. I think that the changes of him not being, like, incapacitated, I think the changes... I think... Yeah, because he basically says, wait, but he also kind of says it to himself. And he doesn't try to, like, push her off or make any moves. Mm -hmm. He just, in, like, a second says, wait, and then it happens. Yeah. And it's, like... Also, I think what it shows more in the show than in the um, book is that she... Sort of has had this realization. And now she's basically like testing out a theory.
1: Yes, it's not, I don't think she's doing it intentionally to impregnate herself.
0: Right. Where she, I think in the book, it's very much her being like, no, I'm going to get this from him. Get a baby. And I think in the series, it's more like, Yeah, it it seems to be her more like, okay, well, is this what's supposed to happen? Mm -hmm. And then sort of when she sees his face after it's happened, she's like, oh, so he has been lying to me because this is how it's supposed to happen. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that is also a really subtle change that I do think makes makes a big difference. I think that Daphne's motivation is different. Mm -hmm. And I think it is a big difference because it's not her necessarily trying to take something from him. Yeah. I think it's, yeah, it's more of her... Being like, you know what I mean? Like if you find out someone's been lying to you and then you're sort of like, well, let me do this thing. And if they do this, then it does mean they were lying to me. So I feel like for this, she's like, okay, well, if I do this and he acts this way, then I know he was doing this on purpose and he's been lying to me. And I think that also means, like, once they fight afterwards, they're on equal footing in that they're both wrong. Like, Daphne yes. is still wrong to do that. I yes, don't not- want to pretend like she wasn't wrong. No, that she was, was, in was in a wrong- violation.
1: Yeah. That was a violation.
0: But I do think it shows more how how bad it is that Simon w- lied to her yeah. for so long. Especially lying to her about something so intimate. Where it's like, it is sex. She's only ever had sex with him. She doesn't know about... He's introducing her to every aspect of sex. And to keep such a big part of sex a secret from her intentionally, to keep her in the dark, is messed up and cruel. And so... Yeah, I, the, I thought that the changes that were made were brilliant and were what needed to have happen. Because I also think you can't not have the scene because it's or have the moment. And I think you still have the emotional moment and you don't have sort of all the darkness necessarily that came along with it in the same way. So um, yeah, because they were writing towards
1: it all season. They weren't it didn't look like they could swerve. And no. they didn't have to swerve. They just made some, I think, good changes.
0: Where also, I think, and like Julia Quinn, the author of the books, has talked about how if she were to write that scene today, 20 years later, she would write it differently. And I have to think that like these are probably also changes that she would make. Yeah. Because I think they make it like it is... Simon's knowledge coming up against Daphne's ignorance it's him trying to keep a part of himself secret and her really wanting to know all of him and yeah so I thought it was done really really well so um and I get it there are still some people who don't want to watch the show because of this scene Mm -hmm. and if that's you I I don't know why you're listening now to a recap (laughs) but um, I think sometimes people listen
1: to things to see if they're they're what they believe is going to be reinforced.
0: Right. And I think it's like, you know, if you feel like this might be triggering for you and you want to miss it, then miss it. I mean, don't watch it. That's fine.
1: Yeah. And, you know, I think we are on the upward trajectory when it comes to enjoyment of this series.
0: 100%. Because
1: I think these past two episodes, five and six, are really Great and we. Super solid. Super solid. There's a lot of things going on. I mean, we're at a point now, the end of this episode, where I was thinking. I got to watch this next one.
0: Yeah. I feel like, you know, it's probably that. The first three episodes were a little bit wonky for us and hard. And we were trying to put on like a good face for it. But like, I, you know, we had a tough time. But I think from four to six now, I think they've been solid, super entertaining, super interesting. I think the changes that were made were really good and interesting changes that propel the, the moment forward. hmm Something else we didn't talk about that was in episode was in the Duke and I. The fifth episode was Simon going to his best friend's house and seeing his best friend and his wife and the family, and I, we got that moment of I think Simon being like, okay, this maybe marriage won't be so bad. Like yeah. these people are obviously very much in love, and even a little bit I think with the kids, he was like, oh, maybe kids aren't that bad. Although I guess the, the problem with Simon is not that he doesn't like children; it's that he he wants to spite his father. He hates dead. his father so much. Um. So I thought also I wanted to highlight that as like a good moment and a good change that I think really, really adds to the story as well. So I, yeah, these past three episodes have been really, really fun to watch. And now I'm the same because we have other things we need to do today, guys. Can you believe it? Mm -hmm. We can't leave the house, but we are constantly busy and I hate it. Yes. (laughs) So we probably, like we were talking about when we could maybe watch one episode today, maybe later. Yeah um oh yeah also because guys we're together we spent christmas together yeah it was a learning the tropes holiday yes <laughs> um yeah do you have any other thoughts on I episode th- five and six
1: i don't think so if we forget anything we can just tack it on to the next the next yeah, one which will about it. yeah which will be the last oh one right because no, that's so sad. yeah because we're going to be doing episode seven and eight
0: yeah, so we'll next. do seven and eight next. And then I think we'll, we'll probably just end up doing a whole recap of the whole series and thoughts and everything. Um, it'll probably be a little bit longer because we'll probably put more in it. But um, yeah, I would say super fun. And oh, the other big moment that has, happens at the end of episode six is Lady Whistledown has revealed that Marina is pregnant. So now Ooh. everybody knows. How could we almost forget this giant oh, that's moment? Right. That's
1: giant because people were screaming at their their iPhones or however they're listening. Yeah. We got to talk about cigarettes at some point in the wrap up <laughs> because I was trying to research. Oh, were you? When cigarettes Cause say this. Takes this was place a cheroot.
0: What? Cheroot? Huh? <laughs> Pardon me? that's what they call cigarettes in like in like old times romance you they say call to them me? <laughs> <laughs> um
1: but or do they look the way they look in this series because these look like they they look like they're Marlboro reds
0: yeah I have n- I don't know anything about cigarettes so, so if you're
1: a cigarette expert because when does this take place 18 1813 18, to 1827 somewhere in there I don't know if cigarettes look like the cigarettes they smoke I would assume they do because they're not being anecdotal. Anachronistic in other ways, other than the pop songs. Mm -hmm. So that's really confusing. I know they're trying to make uh, Eloise look cool because she smokes, and it works. (laughs) I'm not for smoking, but oh yeah. But here's the thing, guys: don't smoke.
0: But smoking does look fucking cool. (laughs) And I'm sorry, we can't do anything about it. It's just a fact. It's just a fact fact of life. And listen, we grew up in the '80s and '90s, and smoking was cool. Yeah, cool people smoke. Cool people smoke.
1: Yeah. So,
0: but so don't be cool. Yeah. If you have your own thoughts, email us at podcast at gmail.com. We're on Twitter at uh, Learning the Tropes. We're on Instagram at Learning Tropes. And we are on Facebook. Um, the Facebook group is called the Learning the Tropes Troop. Come join us there. Um, we have merch in the link below. Coming, li- honestly, whenever we record it. So. Uh, is going to be episodes seven and eight that is next um as well as just a wrap up of the whole series and then we're basically well we're almost saying goodbye to bridgerton we might have a few more surprises for you coming later this month um so yeah thanks so much for listening guys and we'll we'll talk to you later Bye. bye